What's going on, guys? It's Nick here, back with another video. Week one, almost done. Got one more game tonight. Thankfully, not too many injuries to go over this week. Always nice to see that. There were definitely some players, though, that overperformed expectations. We've got 35 names to discuss today, though only uh, like 9, 10 of them. I'm willing to spend more than like $2 in fab. So we'll go over all of that. Uh, try to go through them as quickly as possible because we can't be spending three to five minutes on every player if we're going over 35 different players and teams. We'll talk about uh, defense streaming options at the end as well. Um, I do have a table on the website. So if you want to see all of these names grouped together, one through 35 in like the priority that I would claim them in, add them in, and then exactly how much fab I would spend on them. Easily broken down. You can just filter by position, all that stuff. Uh, again, thefantasyfootballadvice.com. Very easy to look at that. And honestly, if you have access, I would just follow along with that as we go over everything. So we'll start off. We'll go position by position. Wide receiver first. Start off with Julio Jones. This is not the order of overall priority. Again, I'm going position by position. If you want the order for everything, look on the website. Julio Jones, first rostered in 43% of leagues. Uh, he caught three of five targets for 69 yards. I don't remember how many, but it was probably like 40 of them came on that one deep play. Uh, but he had another like really deep target that could have you know had him have an explosion week this week. And then two carries for 17 yards. That surprised me. Definitely, I did not expect Julio to be getting carries. Uh, but he looked pretty solid. I would say he's obviously not you know, the Julio of old, but it's pretty clear that, you know, Tom Brady likes him. Tom Brady wants to use him. He's going to have a role. He was very clearly playing ahead of Russell Gage. Um, his exact value is going to depend on the health of Chris Godwin, but regardless, Julio should be owned in 100% of leagues. Um, I don't think that I would use like the number one claim on him, but I would try and pick him up. He's Julio Jones. It's the Bucks offense. They didn't even need to late in the game, really throw the ball. Like, you know, Dallas was not putting up much of a fight. And so in weeks, which there will be plenty, that Tampa Bay actually has to like, you know, maybe push the pace a little bit, maybe throw the ball a lot more. His target share is going to be relatively high. I mean, he's a really, really good ad. Uh, both commanders wide receivers, definitely worth claims this week. Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson. Samuel rostered in about eight, nine percent of leagues. He caught eight of 11 targets for 55 yards and a touchdown four carries for 17 yards. Basically going back to what he used to do when he was on the Panthers, what we thought was going to happen last season, but of course he had all those injuries last year. He's good. He's a really good player. This was not a fluke. He's going to be very involved in the offense. Jahan Dotson, rostered in 57% of leagues. He caught three of five targets, so way less volume, but it was for 40 yards and the two touchdowns. Now, to be fair, the commanders were playing the Jaguars. So maybe we want to like, you know, temper expectations for what this offense can do, what Carson Wentz can do until they're not playing the Jaguars. But Samuel was given 15 potential opportunities, potential opportunities. I'll mention probably like twice in this video. Uh, that is targets plus carry. So the potential touches for Samuel was 15. That's a lot. He had 12 total, I guess, touches in the game. And then Dotson is a first-round rookie that's coming off a game with multiple touchdown catches. Like th These two are going to be very involved in the offense. It seems like uh, maybe the concerns about Carson Wentz were a little bit overblown in camp. Again, it's the Jaguars, but I'm going to say in a 12-team half PPR league, 
Both of these guys are worth about 10% of your fab. You want to get them on your roster. They're going to be valuable. I think Dotson is still my preferred option. I know it's going to seem like Samuel is more valuable. Dotson's going to play as many snaps as he can handle. He's going to have a higher snap share than Curtis Samuel. And he's obviously more talented. He's a first-round talent. He's a really good player. Like I'd prefer Dotson, either one of them, though. You want to be getting them on to your roster. Other than those three, I'm not sure. We're going to talk about a lot of wide receivers coming up here. I am not sure I would put a claim in for any of them. I would wait for waivers to pass. This is a very important thing. I'll go over um, every single season is, what is it, like Wednesday morning? Whenever the claims actually go through in your league. It's probably like late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning. Claims will process. After that happens, in the majority of leagues, you'll enter ads so on espn it's like a, a yellow orange symbol for like a plus that's claim once it turns green is an ad when you add someone that's free you're not using any waiver priority um, you're not using any fab if you're in a league with fab it's free you can just add them for all the wide receivers we're going to go over now that's what i would do i would not waste any waiver priority i would probably not spend any fab it's always fine to just put a dollar on someone. Like if you really do want to get them on your roster and you don't want someone else to get them for $0, you can put $1 fab on them. I think that's totally fine, but I wouldn't be going out of my way to get any of these players. But here are some names, especially for those of you in like more competitive 12 team leagues, definitely in 14, 16 team leagues. These are players that like are going to be maybe involved in the offense and should be rostered in way more leagues than they are. Zay Jones. 1% owned. Like he needs to be probably like 60% owned. Uh, caught six of nine targets, 65 yards. Uh, really good, just like depth piece. He's not someone that you're going out and starting next week, but I don't expect this to change. Like it's not like they have some rookie wide receiver that's going to slowly get more work. Like this is what the offense is looking like. Uh, Lawrence attempted 42 passes. That's a little bit more than we're going to expect on average. So maybe bump the nine down. But if he's going to get, you know, seven or eight targets every single week. Like Zay Jones needs to be owned in way more leagues. We talked about him early in the summer as a deep sleeper. Like this is not a name that came out of nowhere. It makes sense that he's producing. He should be rostered. Uh, Kyle Phillips, very similar situation. Although I'll say they have a rookie that's going to get a little bit more work. And obviously Phillips is a rookie as well. But he's rostered in half a percent of league. He's definitely not owned in your league if it's less than like 14 teams. He also caught six of nine targets, 66 yards. Um, but again, like I said, same deal with him. Like I talked about him as a deep sleeper. The one thing with Phillips is that he's not the type of player that's going to post like really big games because, you know, he's a slot receiver. He's just going to work much closer to the line of scrimmage. He's not going to have, you know, 50, 60 yard touchdowns deep downfield. He's unlikely to be used heavily in the red zone. So he's going to have a lot of weeks like this, you know, six for 60, five for 50, like kind of like that in a full PPR league. That's worth rostering in many leagues, especially because, you know, he... He was really good in camp. You know, they were excited about him. He pretty much has this slot role on lock. And, like, he's a player they want to be using. So he's not going to lose this role. He's going to be good. The one thing is Burks. So once Traylon Burks is worked into the offense a little bit more, I would expect that to kind of come from uh, Phillips. Also, Robert Woods, as he gets healthier from his knee injury, he had two targets last week. Like, that's probably not going to continue. So, I mean, I would say that... Um, Phillips is probably someone who's only getting, um, you know, six, seven targets every week. Maybe he's only turning that into an average of like four for 45, but a full PPR league, a deeper league, worth looking at. Uh, Donovan Peoples-Jones, 1% owned, caught six of 11 targets, 11 targets for Peoples-Jones, 60 yards. 
Uh, only a deeper league ad. Uh, he's one I'm a little bit more concerned with. Cooper wasn't super involved. David Bell didn't get a target. We know they love David Bell in that offense. So, I don't know. 11 targets means he should be owned in more than, what I say, 1% of leagues. But, you know, don't go out of your way to get him. Robbie Anderson, rostered in 38% of leagues, caught five of eight targets for 102 yards and a score. Um, absolutely worth noting on this one, 75 and a touchdown came one play. Now, that's something Robbie Anderson will do. He's a deep threat. But, you know, if he doesn't catch that ball, we're looking at four catches for 27 yards on seven targets. You know, we're talking about him being inefficient again. I just don't think he's that good. I think he's just a fine player that under no circumstance he's starting in an 8, 10, or 12-team league. So if you're in a 16-team league and he's there, if you're in a 14-team league and you want to roster him, sure. Anyone else, I don't know. I don't think it's worth it. Uh, Jarvis Landry, rostered in 58% of leagues. So probably taken in your league, but definitely worth talking about because, I mean, he caught seven of nine targets for 114 yards. One of the better games he's had recently. Um, not 100% sure how to think about this one. He needs to be owned in probably like 90% of leagues, and I think that's going to slowly happen over the next few weeks. I just doubt he's someone we end up using. Michael Thomas was limited to 61% of the offensive snaps. That's going to go up. Chris Olave only got three targets. That's going to go up. Both of those are going to directly come away from Landry. And if Landry bumps down into that, like, you know, five, six, seven target range, it's like we're talking about him in the same context as like Zay Jones and Phillips. And it's like, there will be so many wide receivers you could pick up that are going to get you around that range. So, I think he needs to be rostered, uh, but I don't think we're going out of our way. We're not spending any fab or any claim, really, to get him. Um, may, again, maybe 2%. Like If you want to put two of your $100 in fab on a Jarvis Landry, I think that's fine. I'm just saying, like when I say that, it's like we're not going out and putting like 10% on. I think there's only a few players we're doing that for this week. Uh, Duvernay, also worth an ad. Uh, he is my second highest rostered wide receiver on underdog, so that was definitely fun to see him get the two touchdowns, uh, but it was only on four targets, uh, only rostered in 2% of leagues right now. Thing with him is like, obviously, you know, two touchdowns is super fluky. And if you take those away, you get two catches. So obviously he's involved in the offense, but he only played 52% of the offensive snaps. So he got lucky. That's just, this is just a way of saying he got lucky. Um, I drafted him in my 16 team league as well. But even with this performance and being in a 16 team league with two flex spots, like I'm still not even considering him really for my starting lineup. So, you know, it's like if you're playing in a 10 or 12 team league, it's like this was a nice week. Maybe you want to pick him up as like the last piece in your bench. But, you know, he's not someone we're going to be starting. Uh, DJ Chark, worth an ad in deeper leagues as well. Rostered in about 50% of leagues right now. Caught four of eight targets for 52 yards and a touchdown. Uh, not really a long-term ad since his role is going to be reduced when Jameson Williams returns. Um, maybe for the next month or so, he'll be fine. Maybe if you're in a pinch, you know, you might need to start him. Uh, maybe you had a few wide receivers bust, you know, maybe you had an injury here or there. Um, like maybe you have like T Higgins has the concussion and like maybe a few guys underperformed. Uh, but I don't know. He feels unlikely that we're going to be using very much this season. Uh, Sterling Shepard rostered 2% of leagues. He caught two of four targets for 71 to score. 65 and a touchdown of that came on one play, though. So other than that one play, he had one catch for six yards. I want to bring him up, though, because he played 72% of snaps, which is great because he's coming off the torn Achilles. Uh, Wanda Robinson hurt his knee. Doesn't seem to be major. I don't think he misses any time, but definitely, like, you know, keep an eye on that one. But the Giants only threw the ball 21 times. On average, they're going to throw the ball much more than that. And so we see a target distribution this week. 
Saquon got seven. I mean, Saquon's going to be a target monster this year. If you draft him in the second round, congratulations. He, he's he's going to be worth a top like five pick probably. So you have Saquon. Uh, you have Richie James, six targets. Uh, Sterling Shepard with four. Galladay, two. And then two other players got one target with Tony getting zero targets. So we're going to kind of talk about this Giants offense a little bit later in the week. But understand that 21 targets is not going to continue. It's going to be more than that. And if Sterling Shepard is going to command you know, around like an upper teens at 20% target share, and he's going to slowly get healthier, he could be you know, a really solid player. So I think he's worth picking up in most formats, um, especially if they continue to. There were reports last week that like, you know, Tony had kind of fallen out of favor with the coaching staff. And that's why I tanked him in the rankings. If that continues and Tony doesn't get these targets and Wandale's hurt and Galladay still stinks, like Shepard's going to have, you know, a decent role. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, but, you know, Adam, if you're in like a, a 12-team league, 10-team league, you probably have a better roster. You probably don't need to do it. Uh, last two, these are probably for your 16-team leaguers. DeAndre Carter, really only even going to be an option for those of you who like had Keenan Allen need someone in this Thursday night game. Caught three or four targets, 64 and touchdown. Other than that, we don't need to be touching him. And then Dorch, I figured I'd mention him because he had nine targets, caught seven of them, 63 yards. Listen, Rondell's going to come back at some point. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is going to come back at some point. I, unless you're in a competitive 16-team league, you don't need to be adding Greg. Running backs. So there's a lot of wide receivers, fewer running backs. Uh, number one claim at everything this week is Joel Henderson, in my opinion. Uh, somehow only rostered in 45% of leagues. I don't really understand that at all. He was a ninth round pick in my rankings and the smallest league size. I mean, I guess 14 rounds, but probably 15 rounds is like the smallest league size. So how he's available in 55% of leagues is kind of beyond me, but he is. So if you can get him, do it. Played 82% of snaps, had 18 touches. Um, you know, he's not going to be someone, uh, it's difficult to really, know um what they're going to do with acres they talked about how like he's healthy but needs to do more at the snaps he didn't look good but also he had like three opportunities two of them as soon as he touches the ball he was getting lit up like no one would have gotten any yards on those plays i don't care who you are and the other one it was that weird like throwback pass where he got the ball like 10 yards behind the line of scrimmage with three defenders in his face like he had no chance so don't think it was like the three carries no yards he's bad like he most people would have probably gotten like negative two or negative three yards with the the touches that he had. So that wasn't on him. It was more um the blocking wasn't good. He had like a weird release at a time. And clearly he's doing something in practice that they don't love. So Henderson right now should be considered the lead guy. He had 18 touches. Didn't do a whole lot with those touches, but like the offense was bad overall. I wouldn't put that all on Henderson. Henderson's the lead back of a good offense right now. And he's only 45% rostered. Like he's the number one claim. If you have number one claim, use it on him. I would say about 20% of fab. It's probably a good number. You want Henderson in your roster right now. Second best behind him is probably Khalil Herbert, only rostered in 25% of leagues. He had nine carries for 45 yards and a touchdown, along with a negative two-yard reception. That is the one thing with Herbert. He's not good in the receiving game. He will never be used in the receiving game. That's just not his game. Um, but to be honest, he looked better than Montgomery uh, on the ground, like a lot better. Montgomery had 17 carries for 26 yards. Did not look good. Um, time will tell with this situation. I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. We talked about uh, way back to last season that I thought Herbert was really good and that he should take work away from Montgomery. Yet last year when Montgomery came back, they continued using Montgomery. This year, I thought they could do it again. They gave Montgomery 17 carries. They gave him uh, a few targets. Like they're using Montgomery. I don't know why. I think Herbert might be better than David Montgomery. So if you have Montgomery, 
This is a concern. Uh, we'll talk about the trade target video on Wednesday. But Herbert's someone you want to roster because he's very clearly good. And if this new staff wants to move towards him, then I think he's going to produce. I don't know that I'd be willing to spend a bunch of fab, but I don't know you need to. But if you want to spend in that like 5 to 7% range, depending on your team, what's your need at running back, I would do that. Next favorite is probably Jamal Williams, roster in 36% of leagues, had 11 carries, 28 yards, two touchdowns, uh, also had a two-yard reception on top of that. Both those touchdowns were vultured. You had like a long, I think one was a long reception, one was a long run, but two really big plays for Swift, gets down right at the goal line, and then Jamal comes in and rumbles it in for a touchdown. So a little bit frustrating. Uh, I had DeAndre Swift in my 14-team league, something like that, um, but... You can't be too upset because Swift had like 30 fantasy points. Like, I guess you would have dropped like a 40 burger if you had those touchdowns, but you can't be mad with the performance that DeAndre Swift had. Uh, but this is what Williams is going to do. You know, he played 33% of snaps. Uh, the two touchdowns are what his value came from, but he had double digit touches. So that is basically what's going to happen every week. He's not going to be someone you're like consistently starting, but he has value. If you had to play him on a bye week, basically you're looking for games where the Lions are going to score a decent amount of points. Um, he's probably going to get around 10 touches. Not going to be someone you want to be consistently starting, but he's a good handcuff. Swift went down and he's got some value. Like he's just a good running back to have, not someone we're spending like a high claim on for, uh, but someone that is good to have as a debt piece on your roster. Um, everyone else, all the other running backs, um, I would say are honestly just as just 0% uh, fab ads. Uh, for me, not claims. Kenneth Gainwell, if you really wanted to, 30% uh, of snaps. He played five carries, four targets. Um, you're not going to be starting him. The absolute best case ceiling isn't really that high, but in a deeper full PPR league, worth an add. You could add Rex Burkhead, though I'm pretty certain someone in every league is going to put a claim in for him, and I do not recommend doing that. I know he had 14 carries and eight targets. That is a massive 22 potential touches, but he only turned that into 70 total yards. Damian Pierce is much better. He is going to take more snaps every single week. There is no way I would want to play Rex Burkhead next week at Denver. So if we're looking at week three as the next opportunity to play Rex Burkhead, I think by that time, Damian Pierce is going to have taken over this backfield. So again, add him, talking about Rex here, if he makes it, past waivers, but don't put a claim in for him. I think someone else is going to do that. I don't want you to be that person. Another running back you could go over is Isaiah Pacheco. Uh, he is only rostered in 18% of leagues, had 12 carries, 62 yards, and a score. But massive, massive concerns here with Pacheco. I uh, don't think that he's going to have 12 carries for 62 yards and a score every week. First touch came in quarter two, and his touches by quarter were 0, 2, 0, and then 10 in garbage time in the fourth quarter. So we had two touches for the first three quarters, and then he had uh, 10 touches once they were up by 30 points in the fourth quarter. So in a normal game, not going to have those 12 carries. I don't think everyone's going to realize that. People will put claims in for him. If he makes it past claims, you can pick him up. He is a really good handcuff because he's probably going to get most of the early down work if Clyde went down. But that's all he is. I don't think everyone is going to realize that. Uh, another one's Eno, Eno Benjamin. Uh, Daryl Williams was only played on special teams. Eno got four carries, three uh, three receptions. I think it was on three targets. But don't quote me on that one. Um, this at least indicates that Eno's the backup, and we want the backup, right? 
has no value. You're not starting him in any league size, any format while James Conner's healthy. But James Conner's been injured pretty much every season, if not every season of his career. So he's going to get hurt at some point. He's going to miss time. That week, Eno Benjamin will be the number one waiver ad and is going to be great in fantasy. So if you have room on your bench, Eno's a guy I'd want to stash. Uh, Dontrell Hilliard rostered in 4% of leagues, two carries, eight yards, but three receptions, 61 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, had to mention him because he had a good game. Don't spend any fab on Hilliard. He played 12 snaps. Like, I, I don't even think you should add him unless you're in like a 16-team league. Even then, it's thin. Last one we'll go over is um, just the whole injury with Elijah Mitchell. Uh, he looked pretty good before getting hurt. Like He looked really good. He was like clearly like the focal point of that offense. and he, It was the game plan to just give him the ball a ton. But he gets hurt. Again, <laughs> he can't stay healthy. Um, many people are going to add Jeff Wilson. I think that's a mistake. Uh, the fantasy community has like some weird fascination with Jeff Wilson, but he's not a good running back. I don't know if like no one's ever watched him play, but like he's not good. If you watch any of his snaps, he's not a very good running back. There's no way they want to give him a bunch of touches. I think that I don't think I would honestly go after any of them, but if the one I was going after would probably be Jordan Mason in deeper formats because he was activated for this game. He's the best in the pass catching game, and so I guess that'll help. Um, and he must have, you know, earned snaps over Tyrion Davis Price. So I'd go after Jordan Mason. Then I'd probably go after Davis Price just for the upside. Maybe this gives him opportunities and then he can perform. I don't want Jeff Wilson on my roster. I don't think I would ever feel comfortable starting him. He's not good. So let someone else add them. And then if you want to, once, you know, claims are over, you want to add uh, Jordan Mason and Davis Price, do it. Um, Honestly, Debo's just going to get more carries. Lance is going to run the ball a ton these running backs are probably not going to have very much value. Tight ends. Only two tight ends this week that are worth going after, but I'll mention other ones on top of them. Your top option is Robert Tunyon in my eyes. Uh, If he's available, he's only rostered in 22% of leagues, which I thought was pretty weird. Only had three receptions, 36 yards, but he had five targets on 22 snaps. And it was pretty apparent that they need someone that Rodgers can rely on. Now, I think... Christian Watson and Romeo Dubes. I think it's Dubes, not Dubs. I'll say Dubes from now on. Um, I think they're going to get more opportunity. I think that, though, is going to come at the expense of like Watkins and Cobb. I don't know why Cobb is playing so much. I mean, we knew it was going to happen, right? We've talked about for weeks that like Watkins and Cobb were going to play like that whole game. I think slowly they're going to be phased out. They're going to have those two rookies play more. But he doesn't trust like anyone in this offense besides like Randall Cobb. And the running backs. So the running backs are going to get a ton of targets. But he likes Robert Tunyon. Robert Tunyon honestly has double-digit touchdown upside this season. Uh, once he starts playing more snaps, he's going to be a consistent tight end. You probably want to be putting a claim in for or spending fab on Tunyon. He's going to be good this season. Um, I wouldn't go like nuts about it. But like I would try and get Robert Tunyon on your roster. Uh, second would be Logan Thomas for a very similar reason. He's only rostered in 5% of leagues right now. His first game back. He played 62% of the snaps, caught three of six targets for 45 yards. Like, he's going to get more comfortable every week. He also has great touchdown upside. Wentz looked better than the camp reports. Again, it was the Jaguars. We'll see what he does against non-Jaguars teams. But Robert Tunyon and Logan Thomas are two tight ends that need to be rostered in probably like 85% of leagues, and they are not even close to that number. Try and pick them up. Third on the list will be Taysom Hill. Everyone's going to freak out and add him. He's rostered in 4% of leagues. He caught his only target, one target, for two yards, and he had four carries. So he had five touches. 
but he turned it into 83 total yards and a score. Here's the deal with Taysom Hill. As I've said all summer, great pick in the last round of best ball because most of the tight ends in that range didn't have any sort of upside, and like Taysom Hill obviously has a weekly ceiling. But in season long, you're banking on, on a game where he went off on five touches and 16 snaps. If he's going to have less than 20 snaps every week and just going to get a few touches, I get the excitement, but like you're not starting him. Like If you're trying to win a championship in a 12-team, half PPR, full PPR standard, I don't even care what it is, a 12-team league, a 10-team league, an 8-team league, and you're starting Taysom Hill, it is unlikely you're going to win that championship. That's all I have to say there. After Hill, you could look at Hayden Hurst, rostered in 19% of leagues, caught five of eight targets for 46 yards, but Burrow attempted 53 pass attempts, and so the eight targets were only a 15% share. Um, also worth noting, T. Higgins left with a concussion. So his true you know, um, target share is probably somewhere around 8 to 10% when you have T. Higgins healthy and you don't throw. I guess the percent doesn't matter, but basically what I'm saying is he's probably getting about 10% of the targets. And so if they throw the ball... 40 times even. That's a good game. That's about four targets. So we're not looking at him having monster games most of the time, but it's a good offense. He's going to be involved, especially if Higgins misses a few weeks. He's not a bad guy to pick up and stream. Another option, OJ Howard, 0.3% owned. Uh, Listen, he had two targets. Like I know he had two touchdowns, but it was on two targets, 38 yards. Um, The Texans offense played 68 offensive plays. 68 offensive plays, he had two targets. So maybe in like a 14 or 16 team league, be more aggressive. I find it hard to believe that on 12 snaps, we're adding OJ Howard. Though to be fair, he joined the team late, you know, in the season, or I guess in the off season. So if you think that 12 targets or that 12 um, snaps that he played is going to start bumping up and he's actually going to be there like tight end one, he's going to be used a ton. Sure, speculative ad, fine. But if this role continues, we're never going to start him. So keep an eye on the roll. Uh, but again, deeper leagues, sure, do it. On the other tight end you're considering is Gerald Everett, rostered in 13% of leagues. He caught three of four targets for 54 yards and a score. I don't really expect his role to like change much from there. I think he's kind of like a three, four, five target a game kind of guy. You know, it's a good offense. Touchdown upside is there. He's athletic. I think they want to involve him. So he's a fine ad. Um, I don't think I'd feel comfortable playing him. He's not probably going to be a top 12 tight end, but he's going to be like a, you know, a tight end too. If you want to add him, I think that is totally fine. Uh, you can't ignore, you know, a, a starting tight end on the Chargers. The last thing I want to go over today is streaming options. So we've got two quarterbacks, a few defenses. Uh, I'm not going to go super in depth here. There's actually not very many great streaming options this week, but Wentz, uh, he's going to be facing the Lions in week two. He looked pretty good in week one. And if the Lions, you know, are probably going to be favored in that game, especially I think it's in Detroit, maybe he has to play from behind. Maybe he has to throw the ball a lot. He's got pretty good pass catchers. So, you know, he could be streamed. And then also Matt Ryan, who's going to be taking on the Jaguars. And we just saw Carson Wentz light them up. And we're still not sure Carson Wentz is all that good. If the Jaguars are able to keep this game close and Matt Ryan has, you know, more than like 25 pass attempts, he's probably going to be very efficient and pretty good. As for defenses... Top three options are the Steelers, the Bengals, and the Browns in that order, I think. But we'll see when the, the week one or week two, I guess, rankings come out. Uh, you can honestly just stream whatever the highest ranked defense is. Uh, the Steelers get a home matchup with the Patriots. I know they lost Watt, but the Patriots not look good. Steelers are a good defense. 
like this one just makes sense. Bengals travel to Dallas, not usually good, but Dak going to miss six to eight weeks. I mean, the Bengals have a solid defense, despite what you saw in week one. And obviously, you know, if they're playing backup quarterback play and the primary quarterback did not look all that good, given the skill players that were active on the team, good streaming option there. And then the Browns are going to face Joe Flacco and the Jets in week two. So those are my top waiver wire ads for week two, at least before the Monday night game, though. I don't really expect, unless it's a big injury, I don't expect us to really be adding a bunch of players from the Monday night game. Again, I have the table up on the website. It orders all of these players, 1 through 35, from most priority to least priority, and tells you exactly how much fab I would spend on each one. So please check that out. That'll answer any question you have. Uh, I will be back Wednesday to go over trade targets for week two and to talk about some key players that, you know, just need a discussion on like Allen Robinson and other players that, you know, maybe didn't perform as well as we want. Should we be trading them away or trading for them? We'll talk about that again on Wednesday. And then it'll probably be Thursday and Friday for the running back and wide receiver start sits video for talking about my favorite plays on Saturday. That, my friends, is into this one. Hope you all enjoyed. If you did, how about hitting the like button and how about subscribing to the channel if you're new here? Thanks for watching.